Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finality. Finality. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a good start. It's six in the morning where she is. (laughs) I was just going to say, I have not had one sip of coffee yet. Well, quick do that. Which is sort of how the brain neurons connect. So cheers. (laughs) Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Here's to synaptic misfires. (laughs) Welcome to the season finale. We're sorry we threw half of you into a tizzy last week, but we had some sick families and needed to take care of them. This is why you got to follow on over on Instagram because we did uh, make a couple shout outs there that we would be back. Don't worry. We didn't forget about mm-hmm. you. This is the season mm-hmm. finale of season 15. Then we're going to take a few week break and then we'll be back. So don't panic mm-hmm. during the break. Just follow over mm-hmm. on Instagram. It's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, there's got to be some episode you missed somewhere along the way that will get you through that dishwasher and that mountain of laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're mm-hmm. back. We're we're healthy. And yep. uh, did you take a sip of coffee? I took a small sip. It's very hot. It looks hot still. way hotter than mine. Mine is. <laughs> I tell you what. I cannot stand lukewarm coffee. Um. I did have to. Joel's like, where is all the coffee going? We're just burning through it. I'm like, well, I don't really drink it <laughs> I, I just keep making it. i just keep making it oh my gosh i probably make five double shots of espresso between like six and eleven in the morning oh my goodness that's a lot <laughs> i don't drink them <laughs> gotta sit down it's girl becoming take a, a problem take a tea oh my gosh yeah it's becoming mm-hmm. a problem too much, mm-hmm. too much money being spent on coffee because I. Co- <laughs> yeah, I have to wow. admit I'm quite spoiled when it comes to coffee because Stu makes me coffee in the morning. That's nice, and that is his contribution in the kitchen. Is he is the coffee maker, and very often I wake up. He usually, you know, he'll, sometimes he'll get up a few minutes before me and he'll like wake me up with. A coffee. Oh. And it's just, I never take it for granted. I recognize what a just gift pleasure this is. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for it. I know there's a lot of things I do take for granted. But there are a couple things. Like every single night when I get into bed, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, thank you, God. I hear I am in like this warm, safe room with this cushy bed. Mm-hmm. I never take it for granted. It always feels like luxury. Yes. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it is. And same with running warm water. For sure. Um, so when gardening season starts, which we'll talk about uh-huh. more, I take a shower at, like when I come in from the garden. I don't always wash my hair, but I always got to like rinse off the body. Mm-hmm. Ro- warm, running 
water is just superb. It's just wonderful. Well, if you look at like the whole like human timeline <laughs> and when that was inserted, yeah, I mean, like that is a really posh life <laughs> it is. compared so to the millennia posh. of, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's some real. I know we deal with a lot, y'all, but we got some good stuff too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if you just like just like boil it down to the basics, penicillin, hot mm-hmm. water. <laughs> A roof. Yeah. <laughs> General anesthesia. Right. Yeah. Right. I think I'll take it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Dentistry. Well, how was your week last week after everyone recovered? Uh, It was good. It took like, you know, just kind of held on. It, it finally petered out, you know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't that bad. As far as uh, the you-know-what goes, but it was um, exhausting, and it kind of just went slow. Not everybody got it, thankfully, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. Mm -hmm. Um, It is finally uh, sunny here, and I just looked at the 10-day, and there's no snow on it. (laughs) Oh, okay. For the first time in, like, eight weeks, so... Yesterday, I um, after church, I spent all day in the conservatory, like plant. I had already started like tomatoes and peppers and everything like that, and I got a new heat mat, which I was really excited about because mine was old and it was like kind of crunchy, the plastic, you know, from just being like rolled up in the basement. It was pretty rough, so I got a brand new one, and it's like flexible and it's not filthy and. Mm-hmm. So um, I got a lot of seeds started yesterday, which was really, really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Felt good, like I wasn't getting too far behind. Because mm-hmm. I'm definitely not, um, I don't know what's up. I don't know if it's just because I'm going to Paris again. I'm like not paying attention as much to the whole timeline. Usually I, speaking of working backwards, usually I latch onto that frost date, you know, and I'm like, you know, six to eight weeks four to six weeks, eight to 12 weeks, you know, I know what needs to get started when, and I'm a little bit, I'm fluid, <laughs> I'm fluid mm-hmm. this time, I'm not as like mm-hmm. <sighs> anal retentive about it, so it feels good to kind of just know that everything's going, I mean, I have even started salvia, which like I, I've, I got that, bo- that farmer box from uh, survival, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what do I want to try this year, so, mm-hmm. and I'm, t- I'm telling you, the germination rate, Shay, is freaking me out. I talked about it last week on my YouTube live. I'm stunned at the germination rate of those seeds. Mm-hmm. Like stunned. I did a tray mm-hmm. of tomatoes, every single one. Every single one. Like, so. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, why don't we, since we're just getting started, why don't we take a second and just say thank you? Oh, yeah. To some, to some luxuries. <laughs> to some luxuries. Right. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Survival Garden Seeds, to House of Tokumen, to American Blossom Linens, to Branch Basics. We've had some really great sponsors this season. Of course, Toops & Co. Mm-hmm. is our season sponsor, but our advertisers keep Homemaker Chic afloat. And we are so grateful for them because it allows Angela and I to have these conversations with you every week. If not, we would just be having them in private. Right. Without video. <laughs> right. Speaking of video, if you're watching on Patreon, 
This is our Instagram feed here. See these little red dots? These are all the advertisers. So you click on those. I've got a fun little catchy jingle there for you. And the coupon code and everything, it's going to take you right to our advertisers. And we will hold those discounts through the break. Okay? So they're, they might change in some way, shape, or form when we come back for season 16. But we will um, uh, honor those discounts with our advertisers through the break. So... When you support them, then they support us, and it's this beautiful circle of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so back to what we were talking about with seeds. I start my seeds much differently now, and it I'm going to share how I do it because it keeps it from being this sort of big, huge, monumental thing. Okay. So I had all my seeds start. I mean, of course, a lot of us who do this, we enjoy it. And so Mm -hmm. we don't mind it taking a long time. Right. But I like it to take a long time if I want to, not because it has to. And what is a long time? What are we we defining? Oh, gosh. I I mean, start with the definition. I would I would spend a couple of hours starting Mm -hmm. all my seeds. And well, for sure, it's the loading of the dirt. It's the digging in the bag or the box or whatever. I mean, that's, I think. Oh, see, I got a system now. All right, all right. I got a system, all right? So here's how it goes. I dump my bags of starting soil, potting soil, into a tub. Yes. Like a big plastic Rubbermaid tub. Absolutely. Keeps the soil from drying out. You got a lid so the cats don't use it as a litter box. For real. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm Mm-hmm. I have my seed trays that I like, and I no longer use the 72-cell plug trays because I was just – they almost force you to start too much for mm-hmm. the home. They're made for commercial gardeners, those big mm-hmm. 72-cell flats from Johnny's. Um, so I got smaller ones, more manageable size ones that I believe are like 24 cells, and then I also have like a 36-cell, okay? So I take the cell tray – Put it into the tub of dirt, pile all the dirt onto the top, bunch of dirt, mm-hmm. use my fingertips, just press all over it, swipe it off. Really simple. Mm-hmm. Then I lift it out of the tub and put it onto my table. That's if I'm starting in cells, which I almost never do. So instead, I use this method that Charles Dowding, if you haven't followed him on YouTube, we've talked about him a lot here mm-hmm. on the podcast, but Charles Dowding The way he starts his seeds is he will get a very small, you know, like when you buy a tomato at the, at Lowe's or whatever, and it comes in a little four by four Four pack. pack. Yeah. Whatever. Um, So it's usually, it's usually like a four by four black plastic pot. So instead I start all my seeds in those. So I will fill that with soil then I'll put a little tag in. Okay. Roma. Um sun gold Mm -hmm. and i'll plant you know a little row of seeds i wish i had one in here to show you but my tomatoes and peppers are upstairs but i will plant all of them even like my lettuces in one of these small four by four containers then i let them germinate Mm -hmm. i let them grow a bit and then i pick the strongest starts out once they start to get their second set of leaves their true leaves I'll pick the strongest ones out and then transfer them to a cell tray. So that way my cells are always full Mm -hmm. because not every seed germinates. And you get to sort of naturally select the biggest, strongest plants that you have. And this is the best part for me. 
they take up the little four by four things during those first two or three weeks of growth take up a lot less room than having all your cell trays of everything. It's a Mm -hmm. lot less management and a lot less watering. And that's nice because I keep some of this stuff in my house. (laughs) Yeah. Like it can take up a lot of room. I know. I did that whole thing. Um, I saw on Instagram a few weeks ago, like somebody wheeling the baker's rack through their house. And sure enough, like I cleaned off a bunch of school books from the schoolroom, which we don't really use, and wheeled it up front by the windows. And I did that. I did it that that way a few years ago, and I didn't care for it. I didn't want to be like the potting on feels time consuming to me. But I just divide Mm. my... um, I have like the white tags that I use and I kind of line them up like here's the wall. So from here on over is Roma. You know, mm-hmm. I'll use a couple to like so there's no guesswork like what three sure. rows are what. Sure. Yeah. That's a different way to do it. Mm-hmm. You got your system. And I will say mine does. It does require sort of an advanced trained hand because if you don't know how to pot little baby seedlings on. Right. You can ruin them i mean you can really hurt them if you don't know how to handle them so there is a technique to it but i have all the um you know then obviously with my tomatoes i move them on sure in the into bigger containers as they get bigger because i gotta start them so early so i can get a tomato before august you know yeah so i promised Stu on my marriage that i would (laughs) not grow more than 12 tomato plants this year oh my gosh it's so funny (laughs) I am really, really scaling back on the vegetables because there's just things that I'm learning we don't need as much of as I thought that we did, things Mm -hmm. I learned how to do really well. So I was like, well, I can do more of that that maybe you don't necessarily need more of. And man, I am trying so hard to not waste Mm -hmm. effort. Well, when the harvest becomes a burden, that's probably a red flag. Oh, it, and, it, and it has yeah. been. I yeah. mean, it's like, please, everyone come help me. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, too, you just, you grow and you mature. And, I mean, I love growing things. Mm-hmm. I will never not be a gardener. But, um, you know, like, I also buy bananas. Right. And I've made my peace with that. I know some people have not. So it really bothers people when they see bananas in my YouTube videos. Oh, my God. But, but I thought you were, I thought you were, you know, kind of a purist. And I'm like, but I like bananas. <laughs> Real, do you really get flack for bananas in your? I have peace. Yeah. Oh, sure. my. Sure, sure. It's called a life. Time sure, to sure. get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sometimes you guys, I wish you guys could be behind the scenes and just uh, hear and see some of the things that we hear. Um, No, that wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) No good? No, I wouldn't subject anyone to that. (laughs) Well, most people are subjected to it, even if on like a small level, aren't they? Yeah, Because most people have their own presence or their own thing that they do. Yeah. 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 It's true. Oh, but yeah. I'm going to eat bananas. I got a piece with it. So it's all good. 
Oh yeah. What? Well, I don't like bananas, but like avocados. Mm. What's what's life without avocados? For crying out loud! <laughs> don't tell me I can grow my own. <laughs> I don't want to wait five years. <laughs> oh yeah. I have plenty of things I'm waiting five years for. I went around to check all. I planted a bunch of trees last year. Mm-hmm. Pomegranate trees, hazelnut bushes. Um, let's see. There were a couple of. Plum you guys went really good. You went like crazy when you first moved in with all the like future plantings. So surely that any minute now that's going to start to pay off. Right. So we yeah. have some big trees. So mm. our apricot tree, I just pruned it this weekend. It's like a like a full tree. Yeah, which is amazing because I remember when you bought it, I remember mm-hmm. when I saw it in person. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It's really grown a lot. Hold on. I have to sneeze. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. We have a peach tree now that's almost as tall as our house. It's so big and wonderful. Oh my but these gosh. were all new plantings last year that we put out into this what had been animal pasture. We're converting it into kind of like a wildflower meadow slash little home orchard. Okay. So there's all these different types of trees out there. And I was walking around as one does and just checking on them like, hey, who survived? Because <laughs> they're not all going to survive. Right. Like, right. Sorry. And I found one hazelnut on one bush. And it was our very first hazelnut. That's really and it, exciting. It's so sweet. I carry it in my coat pocket. And when I put my hands in there, I can feel it. And it just makes me happy. That's so how some I felt last year with really, really small. Currants. I got currants for the first time last year. About 12. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to plants. No, 12 little, like, oh, 12 little berries. <laughs> Like, Man. I'm just going to let you sit there and so I can just look at yes. you. I don't even, obviously, I don't need you. Yes. You just be fabulous and just give me there's hope. There's nothing more beautiful than currants. Yeah. When I worked at the flower shop, um, my boss, Janine, she would pick currants. She had a beautiful English cottage garden. Mm. So she would come in during prom time and she would bring all these little tendrils of stuff from her oh, garden fun. and she would bring currants and we would glue them into the corsages. When I say corsages, you think of like roses and baby's breath. That is not the type of corsages we made. There were like rolled magnolia leaves and succulents and currant drapings and they were beautiful. Fabulous. And they just look like perfect little jewels. Right. They do have that jewel um ruby they do have that total iridescent absolutely yeah 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 so my currants i will cook down i'll de-stem them which takes forever cook them down add in some honey or sugar sweetener of some kind and then add in a bunch of gin and bottle it how british of you delicious oh my gosh yeah tart sweet full of vitamin c sip a little glass get a little gin really delightful i call it current cordial i don't is that what they call slow gin what is slow gin what is the i don't know you hear that referenced a lot in british uh i've never heard she's looking which is, slow gin? Which is surprising because... I don't feel like well, it's, it's not slow. S-O-W. No, it's with an E. It's an E. Yeah. What is that? Slow gin is a British red liquor made of gin and slows. Slows are the fruit oh. of Prunus spinosa, 
the blackthorn plant, relative of the plum. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like a plum gin. Yeah, they're pretty. They look like a sturdy blueberry. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now you know. I'm I add to everything. I've made pear gin, <laughs> apple gin, <laughs> plum Fruit gin, juice. currant gin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to AmericanBlossomLinens.com lately? When you do, here's what I want you to remember. Homemaker Chic 20. Because that is the coupon code you need for 20% off the linens you need to run your home. I'm talking about heirloom quality sheets, woven with American-grown cotton, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets. As fans of vintage linens, these are the best sheets ever. And you'll find the most plush towels, plus blankets, duvets, and even pillows. American Blossom Linens is the company Shay and I partner with in our homes for top quality, invest once linens. Woven to last a lifetime. That's right, invest once and never again with American Blossom Linens. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use our coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off your entire purchase. We want to dress our home in accessories with a story, with quality accessories that have meaning, and for sure accessories that are not headed for the landfill. A huge concept on this show is Better Not More, and our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea. Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I'm a designer, okay? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And here's a designer tip. You will give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. They elevate your space instantly. And they're so versatile. You can move them all over the house and they are made to withstand real life. That means they're able to withstand your pets, your kids, your spills, and your traffic patterns. So get to know House of Tokuman over on Instagram. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies or replicas. House of Tokuman is at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and use our coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off your full-sized rug. Homemakers, do we have something special for you? We are so excited to announce Branch Basics as a sponsor of this season's podcast. There's a link below the show to shop. Use the code HOMEMAKERCHIC for 15% off all their starter kits. Here's how it works. You get one cleaning concentrate for everything. Branch Basics has a wonderful cleaner that is non-toxic, hypoallergenic, free of fragrances, hormone disruptors, preservatives, and is baby and pet safe. This cleaner is really, really clean. It's also incredibly cost-effective. You get multiple reusable bottles, your choice of plastic or glass that you fill with different dilutions of the cleaner concentrate. You can use this cleaner concentrate for counters and floors, laundry, bathrooms, dishes, and more. When you run out, you get a new bottle of the cleaner concentrate, refill all your bottles to the appropriate dilution, and keep cleaning. If you're looking for a way to detox your cleaning habits and make cleaning enjoyable and simple, visit the link below the show, Shop Branch Basics, and use the code HOMEMAKERCHIC, all one word, for 15% off.
<laughs> I was just doing an Italian lesson. He said, he was asking me in Italian, okay, like, what do you like to drink? And I was um, like, telling him, okay, coffee, sparkling water. Mm-hmm. He said, beer. And I said, yeah, I like beer. And he said, like, Long Island iced teas. Or I was like, what? They think Americans. Drink That's this. funny. And I was like, no. I, I prefer my walking <laughs> capabilities. <laughs> prefer the function <laughs> mind body function <laughs> and this makes you funny because when you go into a different culture it makes you wonder like okay we think of like james bond right and his mm-hmm. dry dirty martini mm-hmm. and like that drink sort of reflects who we think james bond is right it's reflective of him. sure Sure. And it makes you wonder what are those drinks in other cultures. So if you go somewhere, because my tutor loves Long Island, or what are they called? Long Island? Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He loved them. But then he was telling me about when he goes out to the clubs, how he'll drink a vodka cranberry because that's what the young, cool kids drink. But he's oh. like, I'm not so young and cool anymore. So really, I want to drink something else that I can't remember and it just I don't know it's just funny it makes you kind of wonder that like, is funny I feel like I feel I do feel like Americans are known for like Mai Tais Mai Tais mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> like in Paris you see like ha- had a mai happy tai. hour Mai Tais hmm. and and happy hour Mai Tais in Paris happy hour yeah like in the Latin Quarter <laughs> and the little tourist streets there's happy hour <laughs> which is so funny we have happy hour in my kitchen every day about 445. I was gonna say at 230. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, the the cultural perceptions are so funny. Um, oh yeah. You know, I've told you about like the French's obsession with uh Al Capone and the mafia, especially when you tell them that you're from Chicago land. Oh my gosh. Mm. Did I tell you that? Did I tell you this no. in private or did I tell you on the show? No, I don't remember you telling me this. Oh, this is a real thing. And when I say the French, I know that's very generic. So don't, Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm going to say it anyways. (laughs) They they have this obsession with Al Capone and the mafia as far Mm. as America goes. And they think that we're all in the mafia. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if you tell a French person (laughs) you're from Chicago, that's the first thing they say. It's so funny. I The first time I went to Paris, we were talking to our um, concierge at the hotel and really like broken. He was, um, where was he from? I think he was Iranian. Uh, really broken English or like we're, you know, we're, we're franglaying it here. Right. But mm-hmm. when we told him where we were from, he's like, oh, and and it's happened numerous times. It's happened at dinner parties here in the States with French people. It happened. I told and I told my girls, I said, you watch. Someone will say something about Al Capone when we tell them where we're from. They're like, no way. And and it's funny, too, because we have family that has the their house they they had a cabin there but uh they tore it down and built a house but that is it's a long an abandoned train route outside of chicago and that was his hangout this cabin used to be a bar and so like the 
it's funny to me because of like the stories we used to hear growing up and everything, but it's funny because it happens all the time. So sure enough, I told the girls, I said, we will tell somebody, a waiter or something where we're from, and someone will say something about Al Capone. Sure enough, it happened. Then a few days later, we were in line for the Clooney Museum, and there's a little bookstore right there. And I said, girls, look. And sure enough, in the whole window, vitri- the, the window case uh, was mafia books and a children's book on Al Capone in French. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's a th- I'm not kidding. It's so, so funny, funny to why. me. I don't know. Just Al Capone, though. No. I mean, the mafia is much bigger than Al Capone. Yeah, no, no, it's very more, much more Al Capone. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, that was like a hundred years. I don't get it. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Sometimes yeah. I watch shows on the mafia for entertainment. Uh, I am Just watching a one right housewife now. Housewife in Washington State watching mafia shows. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, I used to have a vehicle. A one of my cars growing up in high school is this big white tank and I had like black tinted windows and I was new to Chicagoland right and so I made the joke to my friends in high school I'm like I call it the mafia mobile and they're like don't do that we don't joke about <laughs> we don't joke about that I'm like oh okay um but I'm watching okay here's what I'm watching right now I told you last year or early yeah late last year about that book I read Rembrandt in the wind did you mm-hmm. read that? Did you ever read that? It's next on my list. Did we talk about reading one book at a time? You did. That's your thing. <laughs> you said it the other day, maybe on the phone. You're like, I I've learned I need to read. I know they blur between no, the it's podcast. No, I've and- learned. It was like, this is scientifically proven <sighs> oh, that if you want brother. to actually read more, you uh-huh. need to read one book at a time. Okay. I don't usually read multiple books at a time, but okay. But I, okay. It's actually right. really Car- I'm like, sorry. because you'll Carry read on. faster. No, but win. why? But why? Because you're focused and you finish them. Oh, uh, okay. Otherwise, you can be like, oh, I'll just I want I'm kind of in the mood for this book right now, and then you never quite get through and get finished. Okay, which He's- was very true for me because maybe it's like my squirrel brain, but I was reading like six books at the time when I read this article, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna try it, and I've just been I've been chewing through them. Mm. Because I'm focused. Okay. Okay. So this, I okay, love this sorry. book. I love this yes. book, Rembrandt yes. and the Wind, so much. I love it. I love it. I think a lot of people have heard me say it and they've read it. Um, but one of the chapters in this book is about the Isabella Gardner Stewart Museum in Boston. And before reading this book, I did not know this story. I was, I can't think. I was probably four. 14 or 15 when it happened but there was a huge art robbery from this museum like on St. Patrick's Day so the anniversary yes. just the anniversary just passed yes this I've heard this story okay well her story there's a movie on it see I didn't this know this is a heist yeah okay so mm-hmm. I didn't know that yeah well there's a there's a Netflix series called this is a robbery is that what you're talking about or is there yeah. also a movie no 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 that's what I'm talking about Okay. I thought it said this is a heist, but this is a robbery. Is probably yeah, that's true. what they said when they. Okay. That's what the, okay. the two guys dressed as cops said. Um, but Rembrandt in the Wind unpacks like how she became an art collector. Like the story behind this house, this museum is so amazing. And so I am, I'm watching This is a Robbery. Mm-hmm. And it's so 
first of all, this museum is amazing. It's a Venetian yeah. palace, like a, this Venetian mansion. And there's one um, in Chicagoland that, that I've been to. Uh, it's called the Cuneo. And it was owned by a friend of Thomas Edison's Cuneo. He was a publisher. And it's the same thing where, you know, you walk around the interior and then there's a glass ceiling and like a conservatory area in the middle. It's just Mm -hmm. a spectacular mansion in the middle of suburban chaos. But this house is very much like that. Why am I talking about this? Oh, because now I'm at the point in the series where they're like trying to decide, okay, is this the Irish mob? Is this the Italian mob? Like who did this? And I've, when I read that chapter in Rembrandt in the Wind, like I was so moved by this woman's story. And I have to tell you, this now the subsequent understanding of this robbery, it's making me crazy. <laughs> I'm going to need oh, this no. to be solved. Like I am no. obsessing over this stupid Where's robbery. Where's the Rembrandt? Where's the Rembrandt? <laughs> exactly. I was actually like a little weepy last night. I'm like, Amelie, they need to find this picture. They need yeah. to find it. It's it's Jesus on the Sea of Galilee, and like it's an right. amazing. It was the only, wasn't it? it was the only, the only seascape he ever did. Seascape, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, they're it's, probably not going to find it. I Angela, know, I know, which is really a, sh- a it's shame. So sad. And there's a there veneer, are things from history like, like that, like the burning of the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, for example, where you're just like, oh. To, to go back. And, I know. And the you know, Amber Room. Stop the that. The Amber Room. The Nazis stole a whole room and they can't find it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the Nazi art aspect of World War II. That fascinates whole, me. Did you watch yeah. Women in Gold? No. Okay, that's your movie assignment for the weekend. That's a worthwhile well, way to spend your thing. time. The you, last time someone recommended a movie to me. Oh, brother, it wasn't me, was it? Okay. (laughs) And I haven't been poking my head out much from Seinfeld at all. I haven't been watching really at all. But like, I've been really tender lately and it's a little too personal to talk about in front of tens of thousands of people. But I've been really tender and Mm -hmm. trying to take care of some things in my own heart, in my own mind. And we... So we sit down to watch this movie, Georgia and Stuart and I. And did you just say the name of the movie or no? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Okay, but I'm not spoiling anything because in the first 45 seconds of this movie that they've had to convince me to watch, by the way, I'm like, oh, brother. In the first 45 seconds, a woman's daughter dies of cancer. And. I'm telling you, I'm tender, okay? So I like, we're all laying in our bed. I get, I throw the covers off and I do that like dry heave cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know the kind of talking oh, yeah. about? Went upstairs. This, this stifled wail. Oh, it's just, yeah. yeah. Walked around for 30 uh-huh. minutes to calm down. Uh-huh. Then I come back and finish the movie, you know? And then every time a sad thing comes up, George looks at me. He's your <laughs> I'm just waiting for mom to lose it. Oh, no. But I just thought, you guys, this is why I don't venture out into... This is why I don't venture out often. What, I mean, what, I... What was the movie? Arrived. Oh, I never heard With of Amy Adams. It's okay. like a sci-fi alien movie. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. It's really sad. 
It's really sad. And let me tell you why this is sad. And let me tell you with my problem, whether it's music or podcasts or movies or shows or whatever. It's like there are real emotions that we have to deal with as real people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when, when I have to be really careful about who manipulates those emotions and how it's why I can't watch horror movies. I cannot separate. I don't have that. Stu can just watch it and like it doesn't affect horror movies. Yeah, I cannot watch horror movies. No. Or I won't be able to go to the bathroom as if the person now is living in my bathroom. Okay. Okay? (laughs) But here's what got me about this movie. But they didn't know it. It wasn't their fault. Nettie didn't know either. Okay. The night before, we had gone to dinner at the Taylor's house. Oh, brother. Yeah, I was like, wait, this is not a good... The minute you said that, I'm like, this is not a good movie for you. If you guys don't know the Taylor's, (laughs) the Taylor's are our dear friends and they lost their wonderful daughter to brain cancer two years ago. We just celebrated her death anniversary last week. And so the premise of this, well, I, I kind of want to spoil it because I want to explain it. Oh my gosh. So, okay, so fast forward na- a couple of minutes. Name the okay? movie again so everybody uh, um, can. It's called Arrived. And now Shay's going to do what she does. So hit mute. Okay. Okay. Skip forward two minutes. Okay. So the, the movie starts with her daughter dying. Mm-hmm. So you know the entire movie that her daughter has died. Her husband leaves her and her daughter dies of this oh, cancer. Brilliant. Okay. What you come to find out is that the aliens sort of give her this ability to see the future. And so what you find out at the end of the movie is that she actually hasn't had her daughter yet. Oh. Okay. So oh, she has to make a choice. That. When she realizes this, oh. she has to make a choice. Do I still love this man and do I still get pregnant and have this child knowing how it ends? Uh, okay. Which gets you. Oh, yeah. So, I'm crying. <laughs> I know. So Georgia said, well, what would you do? Okay. Oh, brother. The night before, we had sat with the Taylors in their living room and Matt had said, like, I'm so glad we got to be the ones that had her. Like, we were the chosen ones. And he felt lucky and blessed that they got to be the ones who were Danica's parents. And praise God, you know, that, like, here he is literally still on this just road of hell. It's so hard, grief, and such a long journey. And he was recognizing that but saying like we would choose it a million times over because we got to be her parents and so to like to then watch that movie the next day i'm like those see i don't have to like fabricate emotions about some fake alien movie like i got them right (laughs) i Um, have them for people that i love and care about and yeah and walking in real life alongside with Mm-hmm. Through this actual thing happening to them. Yeah. And there's people like that everywhere, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I, I see trailers or something or previews or whatever, and I'll say to, to Joel or my kids, or I'm like, what? Like, life is hard enough. Why would you, why yeah. would that be entertainment? <laughs> you know? It's like a walk to remember. Do you remember that movie with Manti Moore? No, I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you watch uh, the previews and you're like, okay, well, I've seen it. And also. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah. Like, I'll pass. I think, <clears throat> not to get too preachy here, but like, I do think we have to really be careful about how we allow ourselves to be manipulated by things that aren't real. Yeah. Or, or that we haven't been called to like bear, to bear. Right. Well, that's why that's why I right. like years and years ago just quit with Facebook because I'm like I'm not I'm not doing this roller coaster all day long. I don't <laughs> need to get go from pissed off to sobbing every mm-hmm. time I check. Mm-hmm. I, you know that was mm-hmm. a long time ago. I'm like I this is not for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going back to Seinfeld. Okay. Never poking my head out of the cave again. <laughs> um, I'm crying for two days. <laughs> um, uh, the girls and I, we go to weekly trivia. Um, there's like a local restaurant up here and they do trivia once a week. And so everybody's like older and they have like their teams. And like I go with my girls you know? mm-hmm. and we just try. Um, but last week there was so they hand out like a sheet of paper and so they do about six sheets of paper. So they'll hand it out and it's like face down. And they'll say, don't look at it. Okay, everybody flip your pages over. And then she reads the questions out loud and gives you like two minutes or whatever. And there, it was Seinfeld, right? One of them was Seinfeld. <laughs> Smoked it. I've been 100%, training for this moment. 100%. Like when she's like, and the next one is Seinfeld. We're like, yes! <laughs> Finally, something I know about. I know. It was like the U.S. Marine Corps. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> or Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, well, we got one of them. <laughs> yep, I'm having to be. Yep, be careful. Be careful with yourself, ladies. You're not, uh, you're not steel. You know, all that to say, emotions. I think you would really enjoy Woman in Gold. Okay, it's it's excellent. It's, a show. it's the Klimt, Klimt, Klimt. You know the painting. If you saw it, it's the okay. one that's he did like all the yeah. gold leaf mural like mosaic looking okay it's a movie and okay. it's helen mirren and ryan reynolds whom i love and the one german guy who i love he's in all the german movies <laughs> um you'd know him if you saw him um it's a great oh, movie. oh yeah sure sure yeah okay that'll be yeah, fun it's very good true story and okay Wonderful. i just i get so upset about um i watch a lot of nazi stuff because i mm-hmm. That is actually a period in history, and or maybe I should maybe I should say it better. I watch a lot of Holocaust stuff, mm-hmm. documentaries, movies, etc. I just think it's this chapter in history that just needs to stay like in the forefront. <laughs> like it's, I'm, I'm adamant that my kids know about it. My kids are all very well versed in it. They mm-hmm. understand it what so happened. Re- it was so recent. It was so recent, and people act like it was five hundred a thousand years ago and it makes me so angry so yeah it is actually like a topic often around here and uh so we really enjoyed it and it's it's just shocks me just when i when you're watching them and people are being removed from their homes and their possessions not the possessions matter obviously but this this just taking of humanity and then people's lives and part of people's lives is their possessions and then the fight that their like ancestors, their their uh, ancestors is not the right word. What's the opposite of ancestors? Descendants have to go through 
to like put the pieces back together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and for many of them, a big way of doing that was with possessions because the people were gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It's very good. There's a World War II movie that I'm trying to remember because I think you would really enjoy it. it I want to say it's called like The Violinist, but I know there's that Adrian Brody one, The Pianist. That's also I loved that one. Oh my gosh, I loved that one. Um, I've been thinking about that one because I've been going through my potatoes. And do you remember the scene where he there's just the one rotten potato? It's like mm-hmm. sprouting and green. Mm-hmm. And he just like devours it because he's so hungry. But this one is about. Um, a guy who plays the violin and he has this big concert and he misses it because he's just so grieved by what has started to be what's happening to the Jewish people, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway, there's this scene in the movie where um, a Jewish, I think he's like a rabbi. I'm not super versed in Jewish culture, but I think he's a rabbi and he's singing this song. And it's a song that they created with all the names of all the people the last names of the families of peoples who died in the Holocaust. And so it's a song that people can sing with the idea of like, don't forget. Mm-hmm. And and they show the rabbi singing this actual song that was actually created to keep it at the forefront. Like, hey, remember all these peoples. And, you know, it's funny because World War II is a very common topic in my house growing up. We talked about it yeah. all the time. And the violin stopped playing. Is that it? Maybe. Okay. I'll think of it and let you know. Um, but I remember being a young girl. And I remember my grandma had this wonderful office. And she died when I was really young. But my grandpa kept it all intact. And my grandma was an artist. So she she drew and she painted And so her office was just like her artwork and she had all her like beautiful pencils and erasers and all these wonderful little things. So I love to spend time in there. And I remember one day going through her desk drawers and finding this article. It was a newspaper like clipping and it was an article on my grandpa. So it caught my attention because it was a picture of his face. Mm -hmm. And it was a picture. It was an article that he had been published in. When he came back, he was a prisoner of war, came back, and his family had moved. He had been prisoner of war for a long time. And so it was like his process of finding where his family had gone, you know? Because wow. not like you can call them. Right, right. Um, anyway, it was, it was the only – my grandpa never talked about it like most veterans – but he did do this article and he sort of shared the details about what that was like as an American prisoner of war over there. And it was haunting. I mean, I was young when I read it mm-hmm. and I'll never forget it. And I don't know if at some point like he stopped talking about it, but I never heard him talk about it in person. But it manifested in weird ways. Like he was so pro-America. Mm hmm just deeply ingrained but i always think like you know the joke was he struggled with alcohol later in his life and he was always a smoker mm-hmm. and my but my joke was like if i had faced the nazis in a prisoner of war camp right i'd be smoking too right <laughs> right 
I'd probably be drinking too if I had seen the things that he had seen. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that was my grandpa, like my direct grandpa that I had an intimate, you know, relationship with, grew up next to, and he was in World War II. That's how fresh it is. That's how fresh it is. That's what that's the disconnect when you see like those clips where they show people on the street a picture of Hitler and they're like, Who's this? And they don't know. I'm like, I can't watch this. Like yeah. I can't yeah. I cannot believe we are living on the same planet. Hold on, yeah. I'm gonna grab something. I know what the movie's called. I know what the movie's called. It's okay. called The Song of Names is what it's called. Oh, okay. Clive Owen. Oh, I like him. Yeah. yeah. He is... Uh... There you go. Song of Names. Oh, no, that's somebody else. I was thinking of Ben Chaplin. I was going to say he's Charlie Chaplin's grandson. Clive Owen's somebody different. There's another one from 1988 called And the Violin Stopped Playing. Um, you know I love um, Corey... Or not love, but you know, appreciate the story of Corey Tenboom. Corey Tenboom, um, yeah. Did I ever show you this, that there's a new version of her book out? Is it illustrated? It's like a scrapbook. Oh, that's cool. Really cool. Lots of pictures and maps and yeah, really cool. It's been so long since I've read The Hiding Place. George has read it a bunch of times. Yeah, it's really good. It's time to read it again. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's really neat. I should show that to George. She Mm -hmm. would love that. That's fun. Uh, when I go see my grandma in Holland, Michigan, there's this fabulous um, gift store that I go to that sells like plants and wrapping paper. And um, I actually have a few treats from there to send you. Um, but they had this um, just because of the Dutch connection in Holland. Sure. Too. So sure. Yeah, it's it's That's really, really sweet. It's an, I have like the regular copy, but this one's so. Yeah. The so point, pretty. at least for me, is like there's real stuff to be sad about. Mm hmm. And it's good to be sad. Emotions are good. Grief is good. Empathy is good. Sympathy is good. Like, these are mm-hmm. good things. But, like, I don't want to feel that for a fictional character. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. That's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I just finished a great book called The Land Where Lemons Grow. And it's okay. a story about how... The citrus industry came to Italy, primarily Sicily, and how it became to be run, how it came to run the way that it did through the different <laughs> centuries. Okay. And you want to talk about mafioso. I was going to say, like, where's this going? Fascinating. Okay. Look at Fascinating. That. It's uh, a beautiful book. It's a really really beautifully written um she is a very eloquent writer she's a british gardener who takes tours of british gardeners to sicily and she shows them like all these amazing guards she she spends a whole you would die she spends a whole chapter on the medici citrus gardens in florence and how the medicis like and how they were preserved and taking the casts of the fruit and like discovering them and bringing them back out and i mean History, food, Italian culture, mm-hmm. just geek out. Just <laughs> the mob. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, what I love, something something that I really appreciate about, about something like you're describing and times gone by or whatever is, uh, and I'm a, I wonder if I can articulate this. 
you know, we've talked before about like Monty Don and like be, he's in it for the long haul. You know, we just talked about you planting your your nut trees, knowing mm-hmm. like you weren't going to reap anything for so long. Think about somebody that's like cultivating, bringing citrus to a new country. <laughs> OK, and just the um, the horticultural what's aspect of that, like just knowing like how long it's going to take to from pollination to grafting to just trial and error. I mean, we're talking about like somebody setting out or a culture setting out on a journey that's going to take decades Mm -hmm. to finally have anything to show for it. You know, Mm -hmm. you and like just on a very rudimentary level, you and I have each experienced or experimented with citrus just as an example. And it's a crapshoot. You know, you're pollinating them with a Q-tip or a paintbrush. You're trying to keep them alive in the winter. I mean, just think about like everything we go through just to get a few, mm-hmm. let alone a whole culture bringing in something new and and developing it and making it making a go of it. I just love. Yeah, I feel oh, like you had people of times past had yeah. a, such a longer scope into the future. Yes. Like, and not that, and like a lack of um, self-centeredness. This isn't going yes. to begin and end with me. Yes. This is a project for the long term. Yes. For generations. I love that. It yeah, really, really intrigues like me. No, no, no. We're Amazon, baby. Give like it to me now. Yeah. Um, and the cool, well, I'll tell you, just to boost your confidence a little bit. Like when you read this book, I can send it to you if you'd like to read it. Okay. But I've kind of marked it all up. But Love it. Um. You realize, like, oh, this is actually hard. Actually, even in Italy, <laughs> citrus yeah. is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's all these lemons around Lake Garda, mm-hmm. which okay. is a very northern lake. And like Alps northern. Yeah. And they have yeah. to, like, and okay, this slope southern, oh, and it only terrace. Okay. And then we got to, we got to trellis them in this way and, like, basically build greenhouses around every tree in the winter time and then you know okay how does that look in sicily oh and then there's this bergamot that only grows on this like teeny like teeny little stretch of land you know in Mm -hmm. campagna and like why why there and oh these trees will only go on this like little 20 kilometer stretch and i mean it's nuanced and hard and Mm. they're finicky and and that's with grafted trees. Okay, mm-hmm. this isn't even like the original. Um, and it's really cool because you you see people be like, "I will suffer my lo- my whole life. I will suffer this for you." Mm-hmm. You know, and these trees are just. It makes you realize, like, I just wrote a blog post on this about pruning. Mm-hmm. We think about like wild things as great things, but the discipline of pruning and like being kept, like my gardens, if I didn't keep them, they would not be beautiful. Right. Wild things typically it takes aren't beautiful. I mean, that's where <laughs> the savagery be, is. Like, they can be, but it's like a different a forest. Well, but of it's course, a different kind of. But that's beautiful. a wild beauty. You yeah. can't, you know, yeah. and and. Obviously, beauty comes in all. Uh, it's relative, you know. Right. Not everybody finds a decomposing tree beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's like, true. or productive in, in right. certain ways. Like, sure, it's that it's that kept 
tamed beauty that is the challenge you know yeah that's sure takes skill and patience and <laughs> yeah yeah well and, and if you know i think about this with like of course, the biblical analogy of pruning, which is what the blog post was about, mm-hmm. wasn't about mm-hmm. actually pruning. <laughs> it's about spiritual pruning. But the point is to bear fruit. The point is to bear good fruit. Mm-hmm. Because that's a, um, a healthy vine cannot help but right. bear good fruit. So it's not just the fruit for the fruit's sake. It's the fruit because it's that's reflecting what's going on in the vine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know we're getting deep into this analogy here. But like, like I was pruning my apricot tree. And I have these big healthy branches. And like it's so it's I planted it next to my old chicken coop. And it's mm-hmm. just so happy. And here I am with a saw just taking off these massive healthy limbs mm-hmm. loaded with buds but knowing if i don't take that off the other stuff won't grow as well i'll get more potential fruit but it'll be smaller it'll be less mm-hmm. sweet it'll it could rot because it won't have access to as much air circulation right like there's there's so much i mean obviously this is why scripture uses this analogy like there's Often, so yeah. much there <laughs> And so as a gardener, if the point is harvest, if the point is sustenance, if the point is fruit, that takes your work. Mm-hmm. And you see that like in this book, these citrus growers, man, they work. They work so hard for, you know, sometimes there's this really great story about how the mafia takes over control of the watering systems because they have to be irrigated, these citrus groves in Sicily. And so the mafia realizes this, and they realize, like, we can control the farmers if we can control the water. So that's what they do. And there is one guy who refuses to pay his, I'm totally blanking on the word, uh, I want to say piano, but that's not it, piani, piana. Oh, bugs me. I know the word. Anyway. Okay. He refuses to pay this. So the mafia cuts off his water. And he refuses and he refuses. And his orchard is just dying. It's mm. just dying. So finally, like <clears throat> the trees are parched. They've gone for as long as they can. And he pays it. And he drenches the, okay, they turn his water back on and he drenches his groves. Well, what happens is the trees were so near death. And then they get flooded with water. So they bloom at a weird time. And then they produce these like really weird small fruits totally out of season that are really sour. Mm. And now this is like a specialty (laughs) citrus that they do on purpose. Oh, my gosh. And this is how this began, you know, and it just. Yeah, there's so many analogies there. Mm. It's really wonderful. Great book. It looks good. I yeah. got it pulled up on Amazon. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of fun. There is a um, citrus festival annually in Menton, France, that I've wanted to go to since I saw it in my high school French book. Mm. <laughs> they like do these like a big citrus parade, and all the floats are made from lemons and limes and grapefruits. And 
I'm like, I was just like, imagine what it smells like. It just looks so fun. And I love citrus. Citrus is so beautiful. And I just remember seeing these huge floats going down the street when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, that's that's on my list. I got to see that someday. Mm, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up. Pizzo. That's the tax? That's the- what it's called. That's the mafia tax pizza. I was close. I was okay. like, I know. <laughs> I know it's pizza. It's a P word. Yep. It's a P word. It's a five letter P word. Um, so the book I'm reading now is called Cooked by Michael okay. Pollan. My friend's bought me this book they saw it at a thrift store and thought of me which i thought was so kind and i was so proud also of myself where i'm like people now think you're you're actually gonna read a book <laughs> and like you guys yes <laughs> <laughs> um sometimes the books people find me at the thrift store and send them to me i'm like wow you are like freakishly spot on yeah somebody found queen victoria's sketchbook all her amateur sketches from there you go. From her life. I'm like, thank That'll you. Do. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> thank you so much. I just like was so touched. Yeah. Michael Pollan starts this book. Um, it's on the history of cooking, the different ways in which we transform our food. And his first like kind of introduction into the book, which is where I'm at now, is, I mean, homemakers, pat yourself on the back. It's all on like the importance of the family culture, the food culture, the mm. sitting down together. And like, this is how we train our children in the art of conversation, in mm-hmm. patience, and in um, asking good questions, the art of conversation, polite culture, like just social manners. Like, this right. is your training ground, mm-hmm. you know? And this is where value is found. And this is where traditions are passed on. And like, right. this is where we break bread with people that we like, maybe that we don't like, but that we can like agree without having a fight because no one's going to like throw down at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have these general social cues that most people follow, right? <laughs> and right. it was just so encouraging. Like, yeah, we're fighting the fight, Michael. We're doing it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What's that called? It's called Cooked. Cooked. Okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah I have very cool just a little ways into it but Stu and I are taking a trip this week so I'm hoping that I can really make some good progress on it it's a big book we'll see for the past three years I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos if you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm-fresh-inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. 
Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you, and let's get cooking. Hey listeners, this is Angela. You've heard me share with you how you can become your very best home decorator by joining my design society at oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. But what about your vacations? What about a getaway with that old world flair? Right where I live in beautiful Door County, the Martha's Vineyard of the Midwest, right on the shores of Lake Michigan. It's time to reserve my charming English cottage for your next vacation. Book a nice cozy winter retreat now with off-season rates or schedule your family vacation for this summer and enjoy our pristine beaches, quaint antique towns, and vineyards. The cottage is dressed in English country flair, but it's very family-friendly, sleeps six, and is just moments away from the lake. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash cottage to book your next getaway today. Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to tell you about a great seed company that we recently discovered, Survival Garden Seeds. This is a family business created by two brothers. All their seeds are heirloom, open pollinated varieties and are guaranteed to grow. These are tried and true varieties. They carry hundreds of interesting varieties, but I'm most excited about the three big garden collections, which have either 30, 50, or 100 varieties included. It's a huge selection of herbs, all different kinds of vegetables, and even a few flowers for beauty and pollinators. They come in sturdy packaging that is perfect for storing seeds long-term. All their packets have seed-saving instructions included, which allow you to save seed for the following year and have a perpetual harvest. The best part is that these collections are priced at just under a dollar a packet, which is amazing. So use the link below this episode to shop Survival Garden Seeds or go to survivalgardenseeds.com. Homemaker Chic listeners can use the code HOMEMAKERGARDEN to get an additional 10% off those huge collections of 30, 50, or 100 packs. Okay, so the theme of this season was working backwards. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like that's gone for you? Uh, good. I feel like it's in the, I feel like it's, um, you know, what, what we, what happens to me when we're on the show is then that idea is in the forefront of my mind as I'm doing my routine as I'm homemaking. And I've had a few, a few people ask me even in, within my family, like what, I don't understand this theme. Why did you guys call it that? And so to explain it a few times, um, you know, this idea of getting from point A to some sort of a finish line, whatever you've set that to be, whether it's a goal or a new task you want to learn how to do or an accomplishment or whatever, and just the the gap, the chasm between the two, you know, if, if you've got a goal and then you've got a valley, like what does it take to traverse that valley and get from point A to point B? Um, and a lot of people don't make progress because they don't they don't know how to fill that gap in I think it's um been really helpful I mean it's for me you know like I've got my I have a big mirror that I keep my calendar on here I use like a grease marker and a cal on a mirror for my calendar and you know it's just this idea has always been in my mind now for the last nine weeks ten weeks of working backwards what am I saying yes to what am I saying no to what sort of lists do I need to have how am I going to structure my week? How am I going to structure my day? What free time? 
how will I enjoy my free time um, so that other things can be benefited, you know, as far as kind of what we've talked about a little bit, like not filling your mind with garbage. We've talked a lot about the lessons we're both taking and the, the things for the future that you and I are both doing to prepare for right now and using our free time as enjoyment, but but something that bears fruit, you know, I just feel like it's kind of mm-hmm. been right here, you know, right mm-hmm. out, out here as a reminder, mm-hmm. which is good. I need reminders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I keep thinking what keeps coming to my mind is not, I'm pretty good at goals mm-hmm. in terms of work, you know, I'm, I'm, really self-motivated and so that's never a huge struggle for me what I do struggle with though or what I guess I've given my attention to I feel like more these last few weeks just having thought about this is like who's the person that you actually want to become not what's the work goal Mm -hmm. or what you know what's the next career achievement Mm -hmm. or anything like that it's like but who do you want to be? And, and right now I'm just thinking like in 10 years. Right. In 10 years, our life is going to look a lot different than it looks now because of the age of children that we have and what that will mean for our family. So like in 10 years, who is the person that you want to be? And who who's the person that people sort of, Um, will see you as, mm-hmm. you know, your friends and your family and the people that are around you. Is she the hot mess, always kind of scrambling to the next thing? Is she the one who remembers to call on your birthday? Mm-hmm. You know, is she the one? Like, that's what I've been thinking about more than like, okay, I want to have a clean house. What are the steps I need to take to make that happen? Um, And... And it's not that I don't still have to work on those things. They just come a little bit easier to me than like dealing with the internal stuff, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I like the working backwards ideas because it's so yeah. broad. It can be about somebody yeah. who was wanting to lose 10 pounds or somebody who wants to stop blowing their top when they're kids are out of line you know what I mean like it's this huge um yeah and I also think that when you are committed to working backwards instead of constantly living in the future what kind of a person do I want to be in 10 years what will I be able to wear when those 10 pounds are finally lost you know instead of always living in the future you actually give yourself the ability to live in the present because you've set aside time maybe to look at what it what it's going to take to be that person or to accomplish that goal or to finally learn how to cook or whatever. And now, now you know that and you've planned or you've given it appropriate thought and contemplation. And now you get to live in the present instead of always thinking about the next thing or the future or what you haven't attained yet. Right. Right. I've been thinking about that a lot and I hadn't really correlated it with that with this season, but I've been thinking about that a lot in the sense that the past is, I mean, it's so cliche, like it's gone, Mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna do anything about it. (laughs) 
You know, so the stupid things you said or bad decisions you made mm-hmm. or whatever, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. It's something that's happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Again, I know this is cliche, and I don't think that we're created to live in this like, I could die at any second. I better like just live it right. up. I don't, like, you can't sustain that no. kind of fake. That's even pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's pressure. pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole carpe diem. Right. It's like, that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to put on you when you just need to kind of meet the requirements of the day. Mm-hmm. So in my heart, I am trying to get to a place where there's not anxiousness attached to the past because that's done. And not wasting anxiousness on the future. You know, mm-hmm. which like if you've got kids, I'm sure all of you think a lot about mm-hmm. that. If you're educating your kids, I think we talked about that on the last right. episode. There's a lot to be anxious about. Um, but really trying hard to say, okay, today is now. I'm making decisions now. Mm-hmm. And I heard this saying the other day, you got to own it while you hone it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Okay. So if you're wanting to learn how to cook or you're wanting to learn how to work out or you're wanting to learn how to speak a new language or you're wanting to become a reader or you're wanting to get better at any number of things within your home, you know, if you do 20 minutes of reading today, well, congratulations. You are now a reader. Mm -hmm. You can own that as part of your identity, as part of who you are. Right. And over the course of time, as you continue that like step, once you've said, I want to be a reader, now I'm going to work backwards and I'm going to read for 15 minutes a day Mm -hmm. instead of being on Instagram or instead of being on YouTube or whatever it is. That's now you've immediately like today changed that piece of yourself. Right. You having lighting problems? I had to reach something. (laughs) Just keep talking. So bright. Your eyes like it is totally so bright. I'm just like <laughs> But that means the sun's coming. The sun is out, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's just great news because there's no sure I mean, okay. There's levels of all achievement. Okay. Well we're homemakers here. Mm-hmm. We're not scholars. There's no like level of or threshold that you have to hit. Mm -hmm. You want to learn how to cook? Learn how to make a really great grilled cheese. Why don't you just start there? Great. Now you're a home cook. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's no test. There's no test. test. You're not training for anything. Like, you know, and, and yeah. I think what we find when we work backwards is that we need to be really long-suffering with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to be Sicilian citrus growers. Be the citrus be grower. The citrus be the Sicilian grower. citrus grower. I'm trying to remember. She ends on this chapter. I can't remember the name of this particular citrus fruit, but it's just so 
it's got like a weak stem and its branches are all like floppy and they want to go on the ground and the fruit is huge and it's got these massive thorns and like it's just everything that you would not want it to be. And so they have to train them on these very particular short trellises in order to harvest these fruit, the fruits, the they have to get on their knees and like crawl around under the vines. Okay. And they talk about the pickers like getting thorns out of their knees and like yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, I can like, feel. I just felt they're that. looking in the sun. And they talk about the headaches that they get because they're on the ground on their back, harvesting this fruit, glaring into the Sicilian sun, and just like it just sounds miserable. Just miserable. So be that person. <laughs> That's where the good fruit is. <laughs> How's that Thanks to for encourage you on your right? <laughs> Season finale. <laughs> Pull the thorns out of your knees and carry on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you think though, Angela, can you think about one? Think about the best things in your mm. life the very best things were any of those instantaneous and were any of those like was the journey for them pretty no i mean it had pretty moments but not instantaneous none no. right no <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> There's some very personal details right. swimming around right. in your head. I can like see them floating right. around like, like little cogs. Like, <laughs> like, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Just not the way that it works. Right. And that's Yeah. And and even if, you know, even if you're working backwards from something, there are very, very, very few finish lines in life. Like you learn to do something mm-hmm. and usually that moment of satisfaction is really brief because then you just want to know how to do it better <laughs> or mm-hmm. or accomplishing the goal is just the beginning and then you realize this is a whole new world or this is a whole new relationship or this is a whole new hobby and now yeah now i want to do it for enjoyment or now i want to take it to the next level or now i want to become oh my gosh yeah yeah Big time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I decided to kind of work on this season of my life is photography. And I have been photographing for my blog for many, 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 many mm-hmm. years. And but like any craft, you can always improve it, which is genuinely where the tortured artist aspect you know we have this sort of cliche in our mind of that and there's a reason for that Mm. because there's no bloody finish line right there's no finish line those masters like they didn't most of them didn't even know that they were masters in their lifetime right (laughs) and i'm reading this see uh uh-oh i'm reading two books Mm. i'm more looking at it but there's i have this book the life and works of saison and i'm 
It's like my bedside book where I'm flipping through it at night. And it talks about how he went to an art school in Paris and met Monet. Mm -hmm. And he promptly like turned on his heel and walked back home. He was just like, nope, can't hang. (laughs) I am the worst. And he had so much Mm self-doubt in his abilities after kind of looking around at his peers. You know, he's an impressionist artist. This is like when all of this is stirring up in France. And he literally was like, I'm not good enough. So he leaves and he goes home and he licks his wounds for a while. Eventually he goes back. And of course, now he's got these masterworks. But it's it's, uh, encouraging to me to hear that even people like that, there's so much self-doubt involved. Mm -hmm. Because in a way, that little bit of of self-doubt is kind of what propels us to keep working oh yeah you know it's i mean i think harnessing the doubt is really really important because uh that's what keeps you wanting to keep going if you thought you were fantastic what's the what's the purpose of continuing (laughs) you know right that's exactly what my photography mentor said to me last week he was like, look, you got to have enough confidence to keep going. And enough doubt to keep going. Like an- and enough doubt to know that you can always be mm-hmm. better. And if you look at a photograph of yours and you say, that's it, that's perfect. There was no- There's nothing I would really improve. Then you- that's you- that you're stuck. Yeah. So like you have to be self-critical enough to know that there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And comfortable enough to be like, yeah, but I also like did my best and I like it mm-hmm. and I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really small line sometimes it feels Sounds like. Sounds like homemaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. Right. <laughs> it does. And you know what I realized is like where there's a lot of room for growth is when you actually invite other people into your fold and say, hey, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me wonder, like, when have homemakers asked their moms or their husbands or their best friends, like, hey, do I have blind spots that I'm not really seeing? Mm-hmm. Scary. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, no thanks. <laughs> I will not pass that question. <laughs> so what my... um assignment last week was to bring some of my photographs to my mentors and have them they were going to assess Mm. them y'all my armpits have never been so sweaty i was it was like somebody was like just take off your underwear and let me inspect what's going on that's what it felt like (laughs) you're just like (laughs) no thank you When's the last time you waxed? (laughs) But I'm telling, if you ask the right people, you know, they're not just like, oh, you suck, you're terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like genuine positive criticism that can come from from us opening ourselves to others. And I think that's important to remember. I think asking, I think you said something really important, though. I said, I think asking the right person (laughs) is really key. (laughs) 
Okay. And like your mom doesn't like roll up her sleeves like I've been waiting for you to ask me. <laughs> that you'd never ask. But you know, yeah, I, I think the and you started like you started with like your grandma or somebody like some seasoned pro in homemaking. You know, I think I think asking the right yeah. person is is key. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Um I want to take a sec to say thank you to season 15 sponsor. Oops and company tubes and company if you see my beautiful little glow see how my skin looks glowy this is tubes and co's highlighter so i use the bronzer the blush and the highlighter hopefully by now you know tubes and co if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time you have you can visit them at tubesandco.com it's t-o-u-p-s and co.com and use the code homemaker 10 homemaker homemaker, homemaker. no 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 homemaker, homemaker. for 10% off pardon for me for 10% off mhm mm-hmm. yep um go shopping uh i got to have fun here's my new my new hack okay i take their primer like for every day like oh, I love when the you primer. don't want to like i do like to wear makeup makeup like foundation right but i don't want to be like super made up during the week so I've actually been putting the primer and mixing it with the foundation so that it ah, and rubbing sure, it in sure, so sure. it really moves and it just sort of cleans everything up. But then you're not, you don't, sometimes if you do foundation, then you feel like you have to do the rest of the makeup to yeah. match the, found, you know, like the amount of found sure. coverage that you've just put on your face now. And so when I mix it, it's just like light and then I can just toss on a little mascara and some clear lip gloss and mm-hmm. just sort of cleans everything up. Mm-hmm. Yep. That primer too. It feels like velvet on your skin. Yeah, and I like that's why I like mixing it with the foundation because yeah. it really moves. Then you can just rub it yeah. in almost. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Yep. So you can shop at tubesandco.com. You can shop for face soaps, makeup, hair products, lotions, their body oils. Ugh, so yummy. The vanilla and almond towel balm, and now it comes in a bigger jar, so I keep it by my bed and just like do the full. I'm fully greased before I go to bed. The kneecaps. It's quite wonderful. And the elbows. The elbows. <laughs> uh huh. And this too. Mm-hmm. The like, I caught my uh, picture of a uh, shot of myself in the rearview mirror when I was changing lanes the other day, and I'm starting to get just like the lines stretch in a different direction now under my chin. Say it ain't so. But. We talked about being in the present. I am not going to spend the rest of my life being like, hey, you don't look like you're 20 anymore. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. Shocker. Okay. Right. This is what I look like today. And I am still alive. So praise God. I am done wasting energy on that. I would like to look nice. I would like to look healthy. And I would like to look my age. Thank you very much. can't look back. (laughs) Can't look back. So what? There was like two years of your life. Where you thought you looked great. Right. Okay. What are you going to do? Live the next 50 years wishing you looked like that yeah, again? Yeah, no, that's so, that's what so bad it? for you. <laughs> it's so bad yeah. for you. How defeating. Oh, my yeah. gosh. What a waste of life. Mm-hmm. If, if we spent as much time being concerned with cultivating our minds and our hearts as we did our physical selves... Mm-hmm. How much more beautiful would we be? How much more beautiful would yeah. we be? And that that beauty does, like, it genuinely does come inside out. Mm-hmm. We all know those women. Oh, yeah. 
I want to be one of those women. They ooze. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. They have something intelligent to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just here we are. Okay. Um, all of my children. Have yeah, I can up. hear like the piano's going, the guitar <laughs> is going. Uh, we did it. We worked backwards. Here's what we want you to do. Make sure you're following over on Instagram. We will announce the fangirl call sometime in the next week or so over on Instagram. And then yes. you can hang out with us there. And by fangirl, we mean uh, for our patrons. Mm -hmm. And so the Patreon Mm -hmm. link is also over on Instagram. If you want to give it a whirl and see how we hang out together, that would be fun. We would love to have you. So watch over on Instagram. That announcement with uh, the link will be made. And then season 16 is going to start about Mm -hmm. mid-April. And uh, keep on carrying on. Fabulous homemakers working backwards. (laughs) And being present. (laughs) Yes. There you go. All right, ladies. We'll see you in a few weeks. All righty. Cheers.